Hi, my name is Nariba Shepard. And I'm Justin Arnett Graham. And this is Terms, Terms of, of Service. Service. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Season two vibes. Yes. See, we it's never like lost it. We never lost it. And and I love that for yeah. us. Yeah. Nariba, how are you? Um, I'm doing pretty great. I feel a burp coming on, but I'm going to ignore it. Okay. Um, with any with anything, it's best to just ignore it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's Mental not going to fester. It's just not. Kidding. It's not going to manifest itself in a, no. in a different way. But no, it's good to see you again. It's good to see you as well. We're you know back back again with with our friends at a uh, blind barber. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, so yes. mm-hmm. and we, we have, have a friend our first this time. guest. Yes, like our first 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 guest for for season two who is not max who's not a guest yeah max is part of part of the crew of but the it crew. was wonderful to have him on the last last episode yeah he is angela hello hi hi, hi. how are you good great <laughs> thank you so much for being with us thank you for having me of course so you and i know one another Oh, yes. From back in the day. <laughs> oh, I did not know this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> from, from back in the day at um, a multi-Michelin starred establishment. Yes. Uh, that was in Lincoln Park and very internationally acclaimed. Not so much Chicago acclaimed, but internationally acclaimed. And yeah, I mean that's just the basis of our good times. Story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting times. After work, good times. Yes, after work, <laughs> after work, great times. It's always better after work. Yeah, I yeah. mean it wasn't it during it, but afterwards. She it was it. Many a Sauvignon Blanc. Many. Oh my God! Many, you do many. like a wine. You are a. I'm a wine bee. Yeah, I am a. I'm a. I will take being a wine bee over a wine o. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But also, no tea, no shade mm. against those that do. Yeah. So that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Angela Diaz, as per tradition, what's your sign? What's your sign. Scorpio. Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, we go I exclaimed, ahead and read her down. I exclaimed a lot go. when we found this out right before we started recording because Scorpios get like it's a, my month. Yeah, it's mm. your season. We in Scorpio season now. We f- we're stubborn. We fall on our passions, and we're um, but the passionate part of it's probably a really good thing about being a Scorpio. Um, but I also think that. Um, People think that we're manipulative or conniving or mm-hmm, we have some mm-hmm. sort of like master plan, but I don't really think that I ever I felt mean, that way. Let me but tell think- you something about the five-year-old. <laughs> Maybe as a kid. Is it like, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, in like your I want that form, lollipop. Yeah. Well, How do I get, get the lollipop? Like mischievous when you were younger? I was definitely not the nicest sister. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. This yeah. isn't. But yeah. we're best friends now. So oh, yeah, that's great. what I'm saying. This is the example. <laughs> like, but it all worked out. So it's we have seasons. Yeah. There we go. Yes. It's just like uh, trying to figure out how to exist in a world that is not structured around us existing in it yet. Like, hmm. for example. The other the other day, the five year old got grounded in the morning. I was I asleep. Love that you always refer to her as oh, a five year old. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be six next month, so then she'll be the six year old. But got the it. small, she got grounded in the morning. I didn't know about that because I was asleep. But on the way home from school, the big one, ten year old, mm-hmm. was like, "Reba, she's grounded." she's grounded she can't do fun things so I was like in my brain I'm like okay she can't have a screen that's like I know that's a boundary (laughs) and so I said it to her before we got in the house I was like hey kitty you're grounded which means you don't have screen time until your mom comes home and says otherwise and she's like okay and then I knew as soon as I closed my eyes she was gonna go in her room and be on a screen so her sister told me and then I had to like you know do the thing where I'm like hey kitty I have to tell your mom that you didn't listen to this rule. And she's like, why? And it's literally, she did not understand what being grounded was, but was trying to like 
manipulate the system and be like, oh, so being grounded means no fun. I was like, yeah, so that you learn not to do the thing that you did again. I'm kind of I'm kind of here for the Scorpio lifestyle. Actually, you know, it's just like you know, like paving your own way and being. We definitely like, are know. fighters. Yeah, so. she like will cry and look at her reflection while she's crying. Because she wants to understand <laughs> how she's feeling. It's fair. All right. I am yeah. terrified of her. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. I love her, but she's scary. Well, welcome, Angela. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. And so, Spooky. I mean, we have so much, so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to start off with congratulations to you and your successes with, with your cookie. And I want to you know, talk, talk on that. But before we get to that, can you just enlighten us with a little bit of your background and, you know, how, how About the things your came business to be. and stuff? Yeah. 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 Um, so my background, um, I was raised in Aurora, Illinois, uh, born Hello, in California. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went to culinary school in New York, and then I went and I moved back to Chicago for for a little bit. Then I moved to Cleveland, Ohio, for a few years. Um, then I moved back to Chicago because I really like the smell of chocolate. <laughs> yes. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's what drew me back, yeah. and. Um, and I've loved being here ever since. And um, my background, I'm Mexican-American, uh, both my parents. And, um, and I, I actually studied to be in culinary arts, um, not in baking and pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fell in love with baking and pastry um, when I was in school. And I was like, man, I already paid for culinary arts and I don't have money so I'm going to keep going (laughs) and uh, I'll figure it out later (laughs) so uh, so yeah so then I um, I worked in a few different restaurants in Chicago um, a hotel a catering company um, did a stunt like doing uh, doing um, uh, some pastry consulting at some point and then I started my business while I was working somewhere else Um, and as soon as I started to get too much I Left the job and just went on my own, and <laughs> that's, that's real. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, what prompted you to do that? Me. <laughs> um, I so I got the idea for your cookie when I was working at Trencherman. Mm-hmm. Um, and R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, R.I.P. Sad. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was, was a lot sad. of fun. It was, was some sad. some good yeah. times there mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, and that's kind of when I that that restaurant's when I actually really fell into baking and pastry and kind of started um, feeling more of my like where what I like to do and like what flavor flavor um, that I like to like lean towards and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, and the chef that I was working for, he really wanted a lot of dietary restriction, like kind of foods and like uh, desserts. And I really admired that because it's really hard to find like really good, um, really good desserts that are not just like sorbet or like, you know, just basic stuff. Um, Or or people get mad when someone comes into the restaurant, like I have a list of allergies or I have a, like a list of things and the chef's just like, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what, That's why real. does it matter that they have so many allergies? They're here to dine. They're here to enjoy. You know what I mean? I like, like they're, that perspective. They're here. I'm always, I'm 50 50 love to say no. They're still a person. I love you know to say mean? no. That's, I'm and that's 50, what I need to hear. On it. It's like, if you have so many dietary restrictions that we literally can't offer you anything, then I think it's on the onus of the person if they want a, the best experience that they could possibly have to choose a place that will be able to, to fulfill diligence. that. Yeah. And I think like, but I do agree with you because I was the person on whatever staff I was on who would be able to accommodate those dietary restrictions yeah. by like doing certain aspects of different dishes as vegan or vegetarian or like gluten-free so that we have the option. But if you have over 30 allergies, <laughs> don't fucking expect to show up day of and oh, be no. serviced. They should Send definitely an email call in. in advance, <laughs> call, do something. Don't I'm here for your dietary in. restrictions. <laughs> right. yeah. But 
And for a lot of like Don't really crazy. basic ones, like simple off the like off the top of your head, like gluten free, mm-hmm. nut free, things like that. Um, Alliums. Yeah, yeah, all of you that. Can do like that. it's very simple. It's, it's Don't, um, get me, don't <laughs> get me started about nightshade though. Oh my god. Oh, that's a whole other one. Yes, <laughs> I had yes. a chef that would literally gamble with allium allergy. He'd be like, You think this is a real allergy? Also, do you want to find out? That's literally what it was. How's your insurance? What what (laughs) are you talking about? Do you think think this is it? I'm like, I'm not getting involved with this one. I was like, that could be one of the last things you do. But yeah, go on, Angela. So I... um, I've always loved cookies. Um, so growing up, I mean, I grew up in America. My 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 parents and like my grandparents are Mexican, but like we ate both. We ate American food and Mexican food. And um, my one of my favorite things is cookies. Um, so I created started creating more menu items that you and like having options. Basically, yeah, we do. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Working on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, are yeah. <laughs> it's a little on the DL there. Okay. But yeah. Sorry, stay tuned, guys. Busy streets. <laughs> also, she, her, they, them pronouns. What pronouns are? Uh, she, her. Thank you. Okay, cool. We got like far into this without me doing a pronoun check. My yeah. bad. Um, no <laughs> so yeah, so I created a, a triple chocolate chip cookie. Um, that was always my favorite, and I just. Discovered that triple chocolate chip when I was in culinary school, and I thought it was the best thing in the world. Uh, and I was like, "Ooh, three kinds of chocolate—that's really cool." Yeah. So um, I decided all my chocolate chip cookies were going to have three cho- kinds of chocolate in it. Um, so I decided to do cookies and milk, and uh, so that was the, one of the things that I put on the menu, and it took off. Everyone really liked it. I didn't tell anyone in the kitchen for a couple of weeks that it was gluten-free while I was developing it. Gave it out for staff. Nobody could tell the difference. And that was so cool. And that's kind of the test that I was trying to like, you know, pass. pass. And so I just kept like tinkering around with it and um, finally put on the menu. Um, The name comes from uh, (laughs) my silliness in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) or just in general. Like uh, I don't have the best comebacks. Okay. So, I, so someone was like, "Oh, pass me an onion." Like, "You're an onion," or oh, that's <laughs> "You're yeah. a pan." Or, you're a you're a cookie. So they're like, "You're baking cookies." Like, you know, you're a cookie. Hell yeah! So oh. it just came that's from that I heard really it naturally in my brain. It's like you're a cookie. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Nice. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't hear it in like the the nicest way. I heard it in just like, get off me. And I, was like, I was like, I'm here for it. Yeah, and then also the concept of making it a um, a, a consumer packed good, a CPG product, was to uh, be able to supply it to grocery stores and in a larger, in a nationwide kind of way, mm-hmm. so that way people can have access to a really good cookie. Growing up, we didn't go out to eat a lot. We went to Olive Garden, or we went oh, to like no shade, no that tea. Was, like, I fucks with Olive Garden. <laughs> so like that was our <laughs> nice restaurant yes. to go out to. I had I didn't know what Michelin was growing up. I mm. didn't know what James Beard. Same. I didn't know anything. Same. I didn't know that there were chefs chefs out there. And um, and I didn't learn that until high school and I was in culinary program and all that stuff. And I just liked food and I was just like, okay, let's just put stuff together. And, mm-hmm. and then they started teaching me more. And I, my, I was lucky that my instructor in high school was um, went to that to the same culinary school that I went to. So he was an alum and um, I got to learn a lot from him. And um, so I was really fortunate about that. But like we ate at home or we got you know, portillos with one of our portillos. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> give me that cake shake. So uh, yeah, so we so um, all of that was really great. And um, but it really made me remember that when we went grocery shopping, a lot of the ways that I found out about food or food products or ingredients was shopping, gro- okay. grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. Is the grocery store one of your favorite places? Yeah. Okay. I just want to take a poll because I think I, at first I was like, yeah, anyone in food service. But I think it's more like children of immigrant parents because we spend so much time. Like the only places you're really allowed to go with them is like the grocery store and run errands and stuff. So I think that. I got like subliminal message that the grocery store is my favorite place. And that's how I ended up in food. 
So I'm looking at like that link between the two to yeah. see if it's like that's so interesting. Why like certain people end up in food service? Or, yeah, a lot of people's backgrounds. Sometimes we'd ask them like the simplest question is like, oh, how did you get into the industry? And a lot of chefs will say, oh, I was cooking with my grandmother, or, or my mom passed like showed me how to do this, mm-hmm. or it's we've had family restaurants in the past. Like it's no, nope. it's. It's time for me to drop this. Story. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. All right. So, you know, there's just the longest explanation of just like, oh, how did you get started in the industry? But rarely do I ever get asked of why I'm in the industry. Mm-hmm. I remember this like it was fucking this morning. I was at Chili's. Chili's! Chili's. The Southwestern Egg Rolls. <gasps> Stop it. Also, if anyone from Chili's Corporate is listening, connect at Terms of Savers.media. Thank you so much. I ordered anyway. Chili's yeah. in Florida, and they spelled my name N-I-R-E-D-A. Continue your story. How do you say that? Narita? Narita. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Chili's don't do that. Anyhow. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there was this like, I, you know, he's like putting, putting on the show, but like, I thought that he was like the coolest waiter ever, ever. I was just like, I was, I was like, what is this man's story? Just, and he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't weird. He wasn't like overstepping any boundaries. He was just like, super sincere and just like happy just as I've gone through you know my time in the industry mm-hmm. I realize that that it's is hard. a big facade but me being like you know 13 14 years old I have never forgotten that dude no ever and I mean his name might be like Chad or like Taylor or you know nothing against people with, if you're with listening <laughs> yeah, if you're listening reach if you're out listening, please reach out <laughs> but no it's just like I always thought of just like how cool would it be to like have a job to where you interact with a whole bunch of different people they take you as you are I mean you're you're making money uh you get to be around all of this great food because again just me being a kid being like these southwestern egg rolls slap. fucking slap yep so yeah. this is delicious and i want to be a part of this all the time and also why did you bring me this strawberry lemonade in this big ass mug this is yes. dope as hell <laughs> yes i was like what i'm living Sweet my best salty. life right now yeah i was like this is amazing i was like what i was like this is this is perfect so just the mention of a grocery store I'm like, I wish I had that connection to a grocery store, but I remember just going with my mom and it just, it was very formulaic. And anytime I tried to sneak something in the cart, she's like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> We're just and depending pick that on her, back. <laughs> right. But she's like, depending, it would be dependent on her mood. She'd be like, all right. And, and that was it. So like, it was something that like you did as an errand. And I'm just like, oh, it's just another thing that that you did. So that's a a very unique perspective from both of you. I had no idea. I'm about to wreck your mind. Okay. In Trinidad, (laughs) I was not allowed to get Lucky Charms in the grocery store because my mom would do the conversion rate thing. Oh. And in Trinidad, so a box of Lucky Charms here is like, what, four fifty, five. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know right now. This feels very like arrested development. It's just like, how much does a banana cost? Oh, the oh, price is right. <laughs> I love the price is right. Listen, okay, anyway. Um, so my mom, when we'd go to the grocery store and I'd be like, can I please have this thing? She would be like, Nariba, $36 for a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> it's like 110%. Like... Oh, I you think... were spot on. It's four ninety nine. Ooh, you okay. You so, just yeah. won. <laughs> so like six dollar change. Okay, yeah. I won. Prices right at my friend's baby shower <laughs> because <laughs> of <laughs> ordering stuff and looking at product <laughs> menus and shit all the time. I knew how much it would cost to to supply a baby with goods for a month. They need to get you on that show. I do. They still are. They still doing it? Is I it Drew no Carey idea. still? No, I feel like there's 
they're still doing it's drew carey though it's not the other dude no he died right i don't know sad no <gasps> he just left the show what show the price, price is right, is right. Oh, oh, dang. I oh. like that other dude. Oh. No shade, no tea, Drew Carey, but like, <laughs> I used to. Bob Barker! Bob Barker! That's right. He had a cameo in Happy Gilmore, and it's just like. He was like fighting Adam Sandler? Yes. I, think? I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like Bob. There's some <laughs> shit like that. And but, just yeah. like that, we fell into a kitchen black hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Um, so, yeah, I am really interested in that, you know, uh, like CPG and also like grocery store yeah. um, connection. But as you've been building out your business and your brand, just as a woman-owned entity, how's that been? Hard. <laughs> yeah. Hard period. <laughs> You're like next. That's it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> next question. Let's get. You're like hard, uh, difficult, <laughs> all that. Yeah. Reach out if you want to talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got um, some time. So yeah. No. Um, well, I think in in general, the in the industry was hard being a woman in general. Um, yeah. I definitely never really made an excuse for it. Like I'm a woman, so like woe is me and I must be treated a certain different way and I Fuck and that. I think that's like I um I think there's so much like uh, how do you say it um, trauma yeah and also it's you you like so if you're like a, a man in the, in the industry and you have a complaint about something that you're not getting treated properly or something's happening the perspective is oh, okay let's do something about it most of the time and then and, and I'm, I'm sorry if that that never was the case for anyone but mm. if a woman were to say something like hey i'm not mm. the same complaint the same anything in the same tone the same voice nah yeah. you're just you know being a crybaby you're being mm-hmm. a woman you're being this and you're being it's, emotional it's messed up um and so um I I really thought the whole time that I really wanted to be in like in restaurants and in this industry, um, and I thought the only way to do it was in kitchens yeah. and in yeah. restaurants and in bars. And going back to the whole grocery store thing, is that like I saw these like you know chefs on these products and like all these things in the grocery stores, and all our chef friends and things like that would always say, "Well, they're just selling out. Like this is a sellout, sellout, sellout." So like all these negative implications of doing their thing and being able to make a better life for themselves or, you know, go Mm -hmm, after what mm -hmm. they dream about is seen as a sellout. You must work hard. You must burn out. You must, you know, Mm -hmm. you you must come to work hungover and you must be this person. Yeah. And uh, like far be it for you to, you know, make a good living or to, you know, like aspire for more than just a restaurant because the industry is not just restaurants. Exactly. And um, and I was so just well like, said. you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go for what I've always wanted. And I didn't really realize that. I was like, man, I want I want everyone to be able to eat these cookies wherever they are. And I can't do that if I'm in a restaurant because yeah. no ten year old little girl is gonna be be like, mom, let's go to your cookies restaurant in Chicago. They're gonna be like, let's go get your cookie at Julasco or yeah. you know what I mean, let's go to the or whatever grocery store is near me. And grab it. And so, like, and they're baking cookies and they're making memories. And I think that's what food is. Um, and that's what it should be it, and to me. It's 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 not just, you know, uh, I don't know. You got Justin right <laughs> Take the tender. ego out of it. No, I know. No, <laughs> right it's tender. just like, it, it just really, it's so fulfilling and inspiring to, to hear that. Because it's, you know, maybe it's you know the scorpio energy of just like paving your your own way with within this industry and also going after what is satisfactory to you yeah and and not is, looking at everybody else right. and that was that's the Especially hardest with thing the brigade system mm-hmm. which yeah you and no. i have worked 
together. And yeah. <laughs> it's like I remember crying in the back kitchen because mm-hmm. of something, and I can go into that later. <laughs> and, but. and please do. But also, it's like it's the way that you've navigated, you know, what you're doing now. It also sounds therapeutic. It is, um, and I think I don't know. Like, I'm trying to go back to your original question about like being a woman in industry, and I feel like um, it's it's. I think the the biggest thing that I've had a hard time with, and I don't know if this is a woman thing or not, but the discussion of money and like having that knowledge and being able to talk and negotiate um, with having clients, vendors. Listen. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if it was like you know um, not having because my you know my grandparents or my parents didn't really know that about that kind of stuff, so it was mm-hmm. not something we discussed at home. But I don't know if that is a natural thing or not. It's because, literally because we were socialized not to ask questions, not to have yeah. a presence, and not to be heard. Yeah, and they created all of these rules. Yeah. They created all these rules and boundaries in the like human resources department that are not for people. It's just for the companies and the entities in charge of it. And we don't learn to talk about money because they've made it that way through these actual bylaws within the, the company. System. The system. <laughs> the system. And then so like and men will do it, but also like female bodied people who have been socialized as female bodied people. We are less likely to ask a question that would be perceived as against a given rule, whereas men are praised for doing that. Yep. So we would also never dare to ask a follow-up question about why is this job, why are you telling me this job is this amount of money, but if I go online and look at how much you're offering for it, it's more. Yeah, and it's also like when I stand behind my product and what I'm doing. When I um, with like when when you talk to people who are either purchasing your product or you know making negotiations with people, um, I tend to like wonder like, okay, it's is it okay to ask for this? And mm-hmm. I that that thought comes in my head like, am I charging too much? Am I charging enough? Oh. And it's just like no, 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 no. And I have to like like fight my that thought and yes. say no at that like i want to like you know i'm this is how much it costs to make it mm-hmm. this is how much it costs to pay me to pay the employees and to be able to build a community a team of people who want the same thing a livable wage of quality of like a life and it's a simple thing but for some reason, like to go yes. to someone and say, yes. "Here, yes. my co- my cookie costs this." The sticker price is like shocking for them. It's shocking, every time. and and it's not even just like even even before the the pandemic, it was still it would still be shocking to them. But it's just like, um, and then now then with the pandemic, everything's gone up, and yeah. so like. It's not just, you know, female owned businesses that are taking the hit. It's also like male owned businesses and things like that. But you know I why? noticed a difference in how you negotiate and how you talk money. Mm-hmm. It's so different. It's so different. But yeah. it also goes back to just the basis of people who are not in the industry having to interact with it in any way greater than um, an exchange of like goods, like in a restaurant setting. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how food cost works, how labor cost works, how um, having overhead well, allows for cheaper things. Also, not interested in learning it exactly. Either. So it's that very and significant disconnect to where it's just like, well, it can't cost this much. Nothing pisses me off more <laughs> than when someone is just like, it can't cost that, or it shouldn't cost that, or um, you know, there's other cheaper options i was just like yes there's always going to be other cheaper cheaper options because the cheapest option is fucking free and yeah (laughs) so i i took it as an opportunity too yeah (laughs) i took recently like planning a menu as an opportunity to and exposure is not currency yes as we talked about (laughs) in our Mm -hmm. last episode Mm -hmm. um but with this Oh, that's yeah. 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 <laughs> I've had those talks too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like I'll 
I'll put you on. Or yeah. It's just like, no, I'm putting I'm putting myself on. And to your to your point, you know, building building a community, you know, it's just like. And that's why it's important to explain to people why things cost the 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 amount that they do as not only a form of transparency transparency, but so that they understand that the money that they're spending they will receive in goods. And there's an like an equivalent to that. And if you're if someone theoretically is charging you more money for something, they are doing it because they know that what they're going to give you is exceptional. And so you're like, people don't like to hear, well, I can do whatever you want. It's based on cost because customers don't want to be reminded that you're working. Not at all. You know, they don't they don't want to, like, have to think about the complexity of, like, an exchange. So I think of a double stuff Oreo, you know, no one wants to pay extra for a double stuff Oreo. But I was just like. My dude, or do 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 the cream? Just <laughs> the like, cream is the best part. It's double, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. not saying that it's double the labor, but it's double the ingredients. It's double the goods. Like, and I mean, when I was younger, I thought it was double the fun, but it's whatever. Nice. It's I like you know. a double stuff. Too. I mean, I haven't had one. Also, in like, did you bring cookies today? I did. I didn't get a cookie. No, we're gonna. Oh, no. We're gonna. Get some. We gotta um, fix this. Yeah, because so I was like, like, "Y'all, like you're talking it, about it looks cookies. like it's being fixed right <laughs> Thank now." Thank you, yeah. 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 See him walking yeah. over there, grabbing well, yeah. cookies. So, like, what we were talking about was specifically like women learning to to equal rights. Yeah, with and men, you're not only learning; you're man. learning it on the job. <clears throat> yeah, and you're not learning it, and you're teaching in yourself. A, yeah, you're you're teaching yourself. You're, you don't know what's okay and not okay to ask other people that are also running their own thing because it's like, it's a weird conversation to have. You what know you what I mean? <laughs> what you got over there? Which one do you have? One box is vegan and one box is with butter, eggs, and all that good stuff. Everything is gluten-free and nut-free. Okay, well, this is delicious. <laughs> Um, I think there's apples in this one. Yeah, you got the apple cider oatmeal cookie. Yes, oh, that's our seasonal cookie. cookie yeah. mm-hmm. That one's the oatmeal blueberry, probably. Oatmeal blueberry. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing oatmeal. I blueberry. can't tell which one. Yeah, just a little bit. So, yeah. um, we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming in one quick moment. Um, but oh, I wanted to try that one. Sorry. Um. Well, thank you. We love we love treats and we love goods, and this is. Oh wow! Delicious. Which one is that one? The one blueberry he was eating? one. Oh yeah. yeah, that one's like a, a blueberry muffin and a cookie. The crunch. Thank you. Delightful. Sorry that I'm so quiet. <laughs> I'm chewing. Oh, so, it's fine. <laughs> um, well, thank you. <laughs> we all speak uh, <laughs> Justin Fulham food <laughs> language. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wash this down with um, some delicious athletic brewing. Run wild. Thank you so much to our friends at Athletic Brewing out in Connecticut. We appreciate you. Upside and, uh, Dawn. It tastes delicious with these cookies. I was going to say, uh, Upside Dawn pairs very, very well <laughs> with your cookie. <laughs> cookies. I love the intensity. Do it again. <laughs> your cookie. <laughs> This I love delightful. how you do that with like your mouth half Can I hire you as our <laughs> spokesperson? <laughs> I you don't even need to hire me. I just like talking about things that I like. Yeah. So we down. You're like, there we go. Um, so we touched upon your your experience um to where to where you are now. Yeah. I'd also like to really dive in a, a bit more about the community building aspect mm-hmm. of what you're you're looking to achieve and what you have achieved so far um yeah i don't know how to answer that <laughs> answer it however you want um okay uh so i started your cookie with very like a ton of aspirations to like create you know scholarship programs in the future and to create um and eventually 
be able to offer our our product at a, a, a lower rate too so that way um people in, in various communities and various like you know um economic levels can afford our cookies in the mm-hmm. future and that's like a that's year 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 plans like mm-hmm. it's uh it it takes a lot of work to build up our you know home first and then like grow into the community um as far as like what we're doing now um i definitely like to work with as many people as possible to um you know i guess ah support other companies and like like collaborate and Mm -hmm. help them out and support them um and i because a lot of like brand collaboration is because in the before times, mm-hmm. yeah, it was always considered a luxury, but brand collaboration and brand unity is now a point of survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that um, what's very interesting is that a lot of people see the brand collaborations as like, a, oh, they're doing something, and right. it's very showy um, versus, hey we're doing this together so we can both make, you know, a living and we're both, you know, you'll support each other and we're going to talk business and create that community between our businesses because we are supporting each other, not competing against each other. So it's a healthy form of of competition. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, like, I like what you're doing. Um, let's talk or like, let's do this. And, um, that's more of what I want to do with Mm -hmm. your cookie too. Um, also, as far as community too goes, um, there is a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people that helped your cookie, and um, we we wouldn't been where we are right now. And I kind of feel like we're back in startup mode all over again because I was working in a basement for a while. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that about my business. So for the first two years of the business, we were working in the basement of my boyfriend's restaurant making cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, it. Uh, we're doing our shared kitchen license out of there and doing all of that and it was very very hard um, and a lot of people spent gave us their time um, gave us like uh, equipment or helped us in any way whatsoever and um, I think that's, that's awesome. it's so amazing and mm-hmm. I am doing my best to you know pay it forward and with other companies too like you know, if I have time in the kitchen, a space in the kitchen for someone to come in and do their thing on off hours or whatever, like oh, it yeah. doesn't have to always be so complicated. Right. And I think that sometimes when we go into our like our businesses, we think, OK, we need this really structurized. We need to have a, a plan or we need to do it a certain way. Um, you don't need to always do it a certain way. You just need to do what's right or what feels good. Yeah. And can build that community out and let the rest of it flow. It'll all just fall into place. It'll all be great. And that's, I, I think that in the business mindset, like people, a lot of people in the in the business world are trained to not think like that. They're trained to, what's the profit and loss? Like, mm-hmm. what is what am I getting out of you being in my kitchen? Well, because you become a line item. Yeah, it's, it, sh- it should be or more. Or a liability. Line item or a liability. Yeah, so it's. Uh, or more so, so a liability. so instead of thinking that way say okay cool like well yeah i do have space in here like Mm -hmm. what like let's do something and i feel like having that openness and that kind of like um that that hey i want to do something for you not expecting something in return but it just happens naturally and you don't have to expect it or maybe not even happen you know what i mean it's just just be a good person. <laughs> well, yeah, and a, a lot of that has to do with. I mean, there's a there's a term that I believe is just you know it should just be an androgynous term, but uh, the term is uh, king of everything, right? So you feel as if anything that you have any sort of oversight of you you need to be in in control of superior leader of everything right so intense right (laughs) exactly exactly but but i mean there's a multitude of issues with that mentality but the Mm. thing that comes to mind for me very specifically is when you have a king a, a, a king mentality 
Um, you're making decisions, as I have talked about in, in the past, um, from seemingly an ivory tower because the effects of your decision never actually reach you. No. And not only that, but yes, you'll be very successful. You'll have lots of money in that that mindset and mm-hmm. you'll, you know, be at the top of your game. You might be in the top four, Fortune 500 companies and you might become this really big person. But are you happy? Right. Are your employees happy? Right. Because they may be you happy. Have, yeah, They're you have one life. They're probably happy, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but, you're not yeah. a machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's like... I think conversations like this, all conversations like this are extremely important. But this one specifically um, should always be looked at as, as a reminder of the status quo isn't good enough. And there is room to create your identity within within an industry that you're passionate about. I mean, yeah. I... I never want to be a restaurant manager. That is something that is not interesting to me ever at all. Um, and that's nothing against those that are. My biggest thing is that I want I want to be able to be a resource to an industry that has provided me with so many amazing opportunities, has connected me to so many amazing people, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I met working under the same roof together. And... It's just, it's, I think it's a discredit to the industry at large to feel like there is just one secular path mm-hmm, every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time it's like, this or is one this mentality, like right. one way of thinking when you're working and that's it. Yeah. I think like what you were describing earlier when you were talking about like certain chefs coming off as like a sellout or sellouts that's the way I felt a little bit when I did Guy's Grocery Games because I was poor. I completely forgot about that. I was poor <laughs> and I wanted a couch. <laughs> and allegedly, if you win, they you give you 20 grand. Okay. So you well, could buy a couch. You but can they buy a lot of couches. But they didn't, they didn't <laughs> want that. She to wants be that like 20,000 couch. I literally, when they were like, what would you do with the money if you won? I was like, <laughs> I would couch. buy a couch. <laughs> Not That's use it, it all <laughs> to buy the couch, but I just like desperately needed a couch <laughs> because we had like two lawn chairs and a chaise lounge. That I was Ooh. watching, air quotation marks, for someone who is out of the country, but I moved with it from Vermont to Chicago. I was like, you're never getting that thing back, like, unless you're picking it up here. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but I, like, I told my bosses about it because I needed time off, and they were like, oh, you you, you going to be a TV chef, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck around, find out. I'm liking this impersonation right? that you're doing right now. <laughs> Like, like, I, I wasn't expecting it, but I mean, that's yeah. the um, that's what you feel, though. That's what yeah. you end up getting yeah, in return. Like, oh, for you're that. just like, you're like whole, gonna um, do that thing. Oh, that's the Sudafed drying out the congestion. It gives me that deep man voice oh, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you know, okay, COVID cool. free, but sinus infection positive. <laughs> you should hit up a couple of jazz clubs. Oh my god, <laughs> with go. that voice. You should have heard me like three weeks ago when I lost my voice. My roommate was like, "You sound. How come when you lose your voice, you sound like a dainty lady, and when I lose my voice, I sound like an eighty-year-old man?" I was like, "Well, you smoke one hundred more cigarettes than I do currently." So. Also, that reminded me of that uh, scene in uh, Borat when he was referencing his wife, like, you know, her voice get get deep, <laughs> get, get deep, like Borat, Borat. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, those. <laughs> <laughs> You're murdering me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, You're murdering was, me. Nalito yeah. was just off mic. But, God. You know, it's, uh, sorry. Sorry. I um, <laughs> I had to say it. It's it's how I felt. But um, hi, Angela. <laughs> hi, Justin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're, we're not selling out. We just like literally were trying to make a living. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Literally making a living, but then also at the same time trying to build an equitable future and change, like put that yeah. change in, right? But you know, but the action of building an equitable future is like, I mean, it's conducive into like that overall action. Yeah, you know, being like, 
I can finally do this. I've talked about it um, before to where it's like someone in the industry that we know or don't know or just like connected on social. There's like, we just bought a house. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> how did you buy a house? How did you buy a house? Shit, I'm trying to buy buy some property and like all of that in general yeah. freaks me out. And not the aspect of the action, but being like coming coming to terms coming to terms with service but uh, coming to terms with that like this industry can provide more and I you us are yeah. worth so much more than what the industry wants to package us with and yeah. going off of what you just said about the whole house thing and everything um, what people also don't know that I I think the only person that knows about this is my boyfriend <laughs> but I am willing to share because I think this is so important that people know about because it's it's a scary thought when you go into this industry and you think that you're making enough money but you really aren't you're not and mm-hmm. um, I was an executive pastry chef I was trying to get an apartment by myself I had normal school loans I think I owe like 20000 now to my school. That's not a lot of money. No. And that's not a lot of pay in a month, right? right? I didn't have a car. I took the bus. I took, you know, Uber when I had was running late to work or whatever. Yeah. I'm living normal Chicago life, right? And my apartment was a, like a really bad apartment. It was like a, like, you know, basement level, like really crappy, like studio kind of apartment with like shitty floors. And I like wanted to get out of it so fast. But I... I only went grocery shopping and sometimes every now and then grabbed a coffee and sometimes every now and then went to go eat. And at, I think once a month, for a few months, it was a, like a rough period during the winter, I still had to go to a payday loan. Yep. Same. Uh, yeah. Payday loan. I've never, and I felt so embarrassed doing it. And I don't, and I, anyone is listening, I don't want you to feel embarrassed no. because yeah. it is real. Like, this shit needs to change. Mm-hmm. Like, you should not be uh, in an executive role or in a management role or even in a server or anything mm-hmm. and have a, such a simple life and not even be able to afford thing. it. You can't afford that. I was using that. the apps. Like, how can like, you can't afford it? <laughs> the online apps that like gauge how much money you're making at work. And then you can like borrow up to like a certain amount of money, and then when you get paid, they d- immediately like deduct it from your account. And yep. like, I was making sixty-five plus a year, and I still needed to do that because yep. of like traveling to and from work that wasn't included in it. It um, paying my phone bill and shit, which I was basically available twenty-four-seven to these people all the time and it's like things that your job should be paying for and accommodating you for you are over exploiting yourself and catching your breath like every five seconds for Mm -hmm. someone who doesn't give a shit about like you like on a person level yeah and uh, you know since we are Sharing, mm-hmm. yeah, share away. Justin. Yeah, this was. <laughs> I mean, this was forever ago. Um, but I mean, similar, similar circumstance, Angela, to where I did not know where anything was coming from. That's because Nariba and Angela, uh, you know, it's um, back of house, mm-hmm. and so like front of house, you get like this weird sense of like comfortability you're just like oh yeah like it's all gonna be like this and like you get like cash and you're just like oh shit like I'm popping right now but the fact of the matter is it's just like if you don't manage it Mm -hmm. if you don't plan for for it it becomes a massive issue and so when I first started getting in in the industry back in my time in uh, Columbus Ohio I didn't know how to navigate that. And so I didn't know how to like schedule like payments and I'm just a kid, you know, figuring, mm-hmm. figuring shit out. And so I did one payday loan and that shit fucked me up for like months mm. because it just kept coming out of my like account and like oh. bullshit. And 
it's it, it's a, those are realities. Those are realities, yeah. and I think more people need to talk about those things yeah. because, like, it's it makes no sense for for anyone to have to go through that. If you are, you know, a hard worker, you you have a great work ethic. You coming in, you're doing your job, you're providing a service. There's no reason. Like, I don't think that anyone in any field, whether it's industry or not, should have to go through that. That's right. Well, because. My my dad has always uh, told me, um, he's just like, he's like, there are things that you do because like you're passionate about them, but there there are things that you have to do to where like you simply don't take any shit. Yeah. So it's like compensation is people's appreciation of your time. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, he's like, hold on hold on to that and it's just like fight for that mm-hmm. so when when we do shit like this when you know like we're doing all of these like projects it's always conversations of being like yo we have to figure this out because it's like these are people you know it's not it's it's not a wire it's not a check it's like it's people the world we live in is people yeah. right. like we we're all we work for other people I don't we know about y'all but I'm not people. a people <laughs> I'm, I'm not a own. people. <laughs> Are you a person? Maybe. Okay. okay. Uh, she's a magical creature. Okay. Yeah. I'll just say, she is an absolute, absolute magical. She's creature. her. She is me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like it. It me. It me. It me. And yeah, I. Uh, I just, I really like it. I'm just going to keep it real. It's aggravating to me to where, like, I even feel like I have to mention the fact that the work that you're doing, the brand that that you're building, and just the overall vision should be celebrated. But I do want to mention that because unless you're at a certain caliber women are so overlooked in mm-hmm. in this industry or if you've never won a michelin star or if you've never won awards or right. been recognized or worked in any michelin star restaurant or even right. if you have done all of those things it right. still doesn't yeah, matter it still doesn't matter yeah yeah and so like it's just yeah <laughs> that's all i got exactly. uh, yeah. wow i just the more the more conversations we we have um, just about the industry at large, it just makes me want to scream from the fucking rooftops of like do better. But I don't want to scream do better without facilitating conversations that can prompt actual and equitable change. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Angela, within all of the work that that you're doing and your experience, I mean, what would you like to see? Can you be more specific? What do you mean? I mean, what would you like to see in the industry in regards to, you know, just the woman's experience within the hospitality spaces? Like, what would be step one change for you? Yeah, I think that um, the step one change in, like, their industry would be being able to speak up without having this reserved feeling that you can't. Yeah. I and think that could should lose your job for it. I think that um, a lot of management, and a lot of companies that exist now over generation and generation of passing that business down, they mm-hmm. still work in these old habits. They need to change that and be able to not see it as, Oh, she's a woman. She's just complaining. You see it as let's listen to what they're actually saying yeah. and let's make these changes, not just because we're making changes just for her, but because this is a real problem. Let's do something about it and think, what if it was a man saying this thing? What if it was that? Well, I don't even want like, that part. I want it to be <laughs> like if a person is saying something, it person, is meaningful. Yes, exactly. No matter no matter who you are, it should be person. You're a human being. You flesh and blood. I have an issue or I, you know, I want to speak up, like, listen, I think that's a big, big change that needs to happen. And I think if we did that at that root, 
everywhere. Yeah, like it's just just hear them out and actually do something about it. Don't just listen to them and find a way to fire them. Listen, you know who's doing that? We are at Healthy Poor. (laughs) That is right. There are people out there that's like trying to do that thing. That's amazing. And I'm allegedly one of them now. So. Uh, you have always been one of them, but you know now now you have an additional feather to wear in your hat. So the yeah. plumage. With that, mm-hmm. we've touched on a lot. Um, <laughs> Angela, you're wonderful, and it's so great to see you. And also, thank you for being so open and you know just willing with us. How was your time? Um, it was great. I'm, I'm hoping that I help other people kind of feel that they're not alone when, especially when they're out there doing their thing or, mm-hmm. you know, working for someone or working somewhere else that like, you know, like where when you have conversations with people, even your manager or your in your management and whatever, just remember that they're a human being. They're just like you. So yep. why just say it? Just, right. just say it like <laughs> yeah. like nothing bad is going to happen. The worst is going to happen is you might lose your job or you might, you know, something like that. Well, but that's the well, that's that's a, that's a, a fear motivated thing. Mm-hmm. And we got to get rid of that because yeah. that's not what should happen. And it should be Absolutely. that we, you know, can have these conversations. And it's just we got to get over the fear driven way of thinking when we when we're at, at, at jobs. At work, and yeah. And um, it's it's a scary thing to if you're overcome. afraid of your managers and your boss, you probably shouldn't be working exactly. There. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. also it goes the other way around too. The management should also create an environment where their employees feel safe yeah. to come to them and to talk be and be real, not oh, I'm going to talk in a different voice to my manager mm-hmm. and you know ask for these things and hope for the best. You know what I mean? And they're you just just be able to talk like your normal person voice. Yeah, it shouldn't have to be that <laughs> your way. Your natural way, <laughs> no, without fear. Absolutely. So, how do the people find you? The what? <laughs> how do people find you? Not you physically, but your just, cookie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know your your brand and everything that that you're up to. Um, I mean, well, you can you can order cookies online. We're on e-commerce uh, based business, also wholesale. So. We supply to a few uh, different stores in Chicago, as well as some. Uh, we also wholesale dough to a couple of restaurants and a couple of like you know, um, uh, like uh, bakeries and things like that. So awesome. you can find us online and kind of find out where we're at. Drop the yeah. website. And uh, <laughs> opening up our storefront yes. in November. Yeah! Yay, congratulations! Yeah, finally! Congratulations. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the runaround. But yeah. it's finally, finally happening. Uh, we're only going to be open on weekends uh, because during the week we're, we are a wholesale company. So we're, yeah. we're, we're, our main focus is, you know, grocery stores really spreading, being mm. able to spread the joy um, in, a, in, a mass, in a massive wave um, and being able to have a location where people can still have they're freshly baked cookies, coffee, and ice cream sandwiches. So. Amazing. And what's the website? Um, www.yourcookie.com. Yes. Yeah. I felt like I had on, to have that voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Instagram. Uh, you're a cookie. Don't forget the E. Sweet. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. No, Nariba. thank you, guys. This is really and refreshing and really enlightening to have this conversation. So. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Nariba. Yeah. Wasabi. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little like glazed. Okay. Like a donut a little bit. Okay. Um, but I think that we spoke on so many things that segue into our like promo. Yeah, I mean, with do you think that it's like the right time yeah, no, to do is, it? This is the right time, and so I would love to highlight our friends at Healthy Poor. And with that, if you are interested in learning more about mental health and well-being in the hospitality, food, and drink industries, the Healthy Poor Institute offers affordable courses and certifications for individuals and groups to help foster personal and professional development so we can all put the work in to make this industry safer. And for our listeners... 
the Healthy Poor Institute is offering 50% off individual classes or certification with the code Terms of Service, no spaces, for the entirety of season two. So in whatever regard that you're thinking of just, you know, just... Making diving, a change. Diving deeper in this industry mm-hmm. while prompting equitable change. Yeah. We want to be a platform to help facilitate that. Yes. And thank you so very much to our lovely, lovely, lovely friend, Laura Louise Green. Mm-hmm. Also, thank you again to Blind Barber for hosting this conversation. Athletic Brewing for supplying the vibes. And also our producer, Max. Hi, Max. Max. And in closing, I am Justin Arnett Graham. And you can find me on Instagram at What's Beco. And also, don't forget, um, excuse me, Blind Barber discount TOS20 is in full effect until December 4th. So stay golden. You're worth it. And once again, it's your girl, me, Nariba. Uh, you can find me at Rebaru on Instagram, R-E-B-A-R-U. But also don't forget about our Terms of Service Instagram page. It needs some love as well. So, um, you know, have a good one. See you in uh, two weeks. Peace.